Welcome to the Fem Nation podcast, where we wholeheartedly believe women entrepreneurs can rise together. Success comes in many flavors. There are no secret strategies. Women entrepreneurs are rewriting history by defining success on their own terms. Hi, I'm White of Gannon, the down-to-earth chick with a different name. Entrepreneur and founder of the Female Entrepreneur Movement, our business is dedicated to helping women start and grow their businesses, increasing financial independence. Each week, join me for inspiring stories and powerful interviews of women entrepreneurs sharing their lessons to success to help you take your business to the next level. Now, let's go for it. Welcome back, Fem Nation. Thank you for listening in today. I have a really neat guest, Maria Swan with Debat Couture. And I, we've been connected for a little bit, and I just find her fascinating and how she really empowers women and empowers probably everyone. But we're going to talk about how the, the empowering of women with what she does in her business and, and her entrepreneurial journey. So thank you for coming on today, Maria. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. So let's get started with the main question. Where did your entrepreneurial journey begin and how did it bring you to what you do today? My entrepreneurial journey started about two years ago. And two years ago, I wanted to start a clothing line. So I had started working on the clothing line. I got really, really sick, ill. I had Graves disease and I had to take a year break from, because I was so sick, I had to take a year break from um, going back and forth with the manufacturers on my clothing line. So after the year was over, which um, is 2019, um, 2018, that year was really tough for me, um, being sick and everything. 2019 came, I told myself that I was going to focus more on my health. So I really didn't, you know, have the, um, the desire or drive to really just go in and start my clothing line because it's a lot of work, you mm-hmm. know, doing your own mm-hmm. clothing line. Absolutely. So, um, 2019, I really focused on my health and getting things together, um, with my health. And then 2020 came and, um, I decided, well, I'm, I'm not going to say, um, I don't know. I, I think I decided to really start doing styling. When I, I worked in HR for three years and I started to do styling when I was going to a lot of corporate events and I realized how much money these women were making and they didn't look like they made the money. That they made. <laughs> I was really confused. <laughs> so we brain go, tricks. <laughs> we would go to big corporate events. We would go to uh, galas. I'm talking about $500 plate galas. And these women would look really bad. So I started asking questions. Because a lot of women would come to me and say, how do you look good all the time? Or how can you maintain your style? And I went from saying, oh, thank you. I got this from to saying, why don't you maintain your style? Or what's holding you back from wearing the vibrant colors? And then they'll start talking to me. And I realized they all had a common problem. Problem was they didn't know their style. And they didn't feel comfortable wearing what they thought was uh their professional style. Like everybody thinks that sometimes a lot of people, especially women, you should wear the suit, the two-piece suit, or you should wear the black, the gray, the navy blue, but they don't realize you can still look professional in your floral top and your high-waist pants or, you know, so right. um, that's when I was like, so July last year, I let everybody know I was doing styling, wardrobe styling. People really, the support that I got was 
it was amazing because I think that people were waiting for it. I don't, I can't really mm-hmm. explain it to you. Like as soon as I said, all right, guys, I'm doing styling. So many people were like, oh my gosh, she's doing styling. And I started getting clients. And then December, I quit my job in HR or I resigned. I didn't just quit. Sure, quit. sure. He resigned. And um, I've just been doing this and I love it. So you s- stepped into your zone of genius and everybody was like, yeah, there you are. Yes. <laughs> so let, let me ask you a question about the styling aspect. How does that translate into confidence and in how these women are showing up confidently uh, and powerfully? Because in my mind, and I'm a very gray, black, um, muted, maybe I'll do a royal blue or uh, you know a red for a, a statement or something, but that's really, that's, I, and I know I could do so much more. And then when I do do more, people are like, oh my gosh, look at that. You know? So, I mean, I get that. I get, I am that person. However, um, how does that translate into um, their confidence levels, especially when they're showing it in their corporate world or in their C-suite world or in their entrepreneurial world? How does that translate into the powerfulness that they already have when they're, when they're diluting it with, with just bland colors? Yes. Well, I am one, like when my clients ask me, what color should I wear for my skin tone? What color should I wear for this? I don't, I don't follow the color scheme. I tell them whatever makes you feel amazing, whatever makes you feel like you can walk into a room and get the sale, walk into the room, sign the contract. That is what you put on. If that is floral print, put it on, make sure, you know, for where you're going, you're not going to put on a floral print type bodycon dress. You're going to put on a floor print blouse. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So make sure whatever it is, um, it, it fits where you're going, but wear what makes you feel good. Because a lot of us just put on clothes just to put on clothes, right? We just mm. like, I have on clothes today. Give me some grace. I'm going to walk out of this store. <laughs> I'm not naked. Off, right? <laughs> so let, me, let me go out. But we failed to realize that we got to think about those moments when we put on something and we feel confident and we spoke to somebody we normally wouldn't speak to, or mm-hmm. we asked for something we normally wouldn't ask for. That comes, that's because we felt confident today because we felt really good, you know? Mm-hmm. So a lot of times your style, it exudes um, in confidence because you feel good about yourself. You feel pretty, mm-hmm. you feel dainty, you feel like the expert, you know, that's, and that's why. hmm Let's talk about real quick when you stepped into the zone of genius, because I want um, two thoughts are running through my head and I just <laughs> briefly did a check on myself to see if I should carry on with the other thought. And I'm gonna, because, um, you know, there's a, uh, I read somewhere years ago that sexy underwear will do, will, will do that for a woman as well. You know, if you're wearing, you know, just that old underwear that you just haven't done because it's just stupid underwear. Um, and I'll tell you what, I live by that. Yeah, right. I live yeah. by that because I'm just like, it don't matter. because. My, I'm sexy. I got it. You know, I mean, it's very, it's, it's very much true. Um, yes, so what you wear does, it doesn't define you, but it does help you show up in the space that only you can be in, you know, so yes. gosh, your work is powerful and I love it. Um, and I love your shirt too, actually. Truth be told, you guys won't see it because it's going to be Anya, but she's got an amazing striped shirt that's got some awesome colors on it. So <laughs> mine's just a, mine, mine is not red or black or gray. <laughs> yeah, it's, not. it's peach colored. So at least we're getting there. Um, <laughs> but let me talk to you about um, 
the confidence of stepping into your zone of genius, how did that create an opportunity for you to blossom in this business and really it really just wake up loving what you do because so many people aspire to that in the entrepreneurial space to be able to wake up and love, but so many of them create a job for themselves, you know? And so how does that feel and talk about the ability to be in that zone of genius and be confident in there because of what you do, but also because you stepped into the right outfit for what you were supposed to be doing. Yes. When I worked in HR, I absolutely loved HR, right? Mm-hmm. I loved waking up, going to HR. I loved doing benefits. I loved the people that I worked for. I love my coworkers. I had an awesome boss. Um, but I knew that when I had Graves' disease, right, I got so sick that my heart would stop and then it'll start back again and then it'll stop and it'll start back again. I remember being in the hospital and I remember the lady saying, the doctor said you needed surgery to get your thyroid out. You need to get it taken out like ASAP. You spend a year, you're progressively getting worse. And instead of you going into a thyroid storm, your heart may stop. And you may not make it into a thyroid storm to come out, mm. right? So I'm listening to this doctor talk to me and um, I'm stubborn. So I'm looking at her like, I'm still not getting the surgery. But in my heart, I'm like, I'm getting surgery because I felt my heart stopping. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So, um, I sat on the bed and I told myself, I said, if I was to die on the bed or if I was to turn into a vegetable on the bed, I would have been disappointed in what I have not accomplished. Right. You see what I'm saying? I really had like a real life, um, a life uh, experience when I, um, when I did my, uh, for my surgery. So um, I told myself if I came out of the surgery and I came out feeling better than I did before I went in, I was going to do exactly whatever it is in my head that I thought I wanted to do. I was going to do it. If it was in my means. And if it was going to be illegal, I was going to make sure it was going to leave. It was going to be legal and morally correct. And I was going to do it. Yes. So I came out of the surgery. I felt amazing. And I couldn't believe it. And the doctor, he couldn't believe I could speak the way I speak. And I sing. And my voice had gotten better. They're really nervous that my, you know, my voice is going to go or it's going to get deeper. Everything just, God just gave me another chance, right? So that's when I decided I wanted to um, do styling. I decided I wanted to go into modeling. I signed a modeling contract that year. And I also decided that I wanted to empower women to feel good every day of the week, right? Mm -hmm. So I told myself, Maria, you cannot stay in HR as much as you love it. And as much good money as they pay you, you cannot stay in HR. So I told, I sat down, I was honest with my boss. I said, and she already knew, you know, my health journey and stuff like that. And I told her, I said, I'm not going to be here long. I don't know what I'm going to do. And I, know, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm not going to be here long because this is not where I need to be. I know I need to be doing something else. And the office space was really closing in on me, has started, started to close in on me. So um, I took, took her along the journey. So, she, you know, by the time it was time for me to go, she knew it was it was time, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, when I decided I wanted to help women, this is two things for me, When I decided I wanted to actually go, go out and help women and empower women. Something in me just woke up. Mm-hmm. I, I knew I found my purpose then. Like, this is what you're supposed to be doing. Like women ask me things all the time. They inbox me about things all the time. I took it for granted. Honestly, I didn't really, um, I didn't really think about the impact I was making in a lot of women's lives until they come back later. And they say, oh, you told me this a year ago. You told me this six months ago. And I'm just like, this is what I want to do. So when I woke up and I said, I want to help women. 
and I want to monetize off of something that I love, I was, you can't really stop me now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, yeah. So how does that, how have you seen some drastic shifts in confidence in women in, in the simple ability to take ownership of them wearing what they want to wear? Well, I, for, I have a perfect example. And I think I'll always use this example because she kind of shocked me. So I went to a conference in Atlanta and I spoke about style, right? So at the end, we had Q&A. So I told all the women, you can come. There's like 50 women there. I told them you can come and ask me whatever you want to ask. And um, if I can be service to you, let me know. I gave my card. And a woman came to me and she said, um, I asked them, before I speak to women, I asked them what they do. Because that puts me in a mind frame of how they should be dressed, right? Mm-hmm. Just off the I asked her what she did, and she told me she, I'm the CEO of a multi-million dollar company. So my mouth dropped. And I before I knew it, I said, and you wear this out? She had on a black, large t-shirt. She had on some tights, and she had on some slides, right? She said, yes. She said, I'm really struggling right now. She said, with my style. She said, I just have a lot going on. I really want to dress like a CEO. So I said, please get my card. So I gave her my card. I said, make sure you call me. A few weeks later, after we talked, she said that she had had a baby two years prior. Mm-hmm. She had been wearing maternity clothes, the same maternity clothes for two years. She had gone into like some kind of depression. Her body was not the same. It was her first, her first baby. Her body was not the same. She said she didn't look the same. So she just wore her maternity clothes because they cover everything. And it kind of made her go into the back. Like, you know, right. so people didn't really, you know, pay attention to her. They didn't really say anything to her. And I told her, you wearing your maternity clothes in those big sizes are not helping you feel good about yourself. What mm-hmm. it's doing is it's keeping you away from the mirror. That's one thing we have to stop doing. We have to get in front of the mirror and not knowing how you want to look and how you want to feel. So she had a big event coming up. So I told her, we're not getting a black dress. We're going to try some other color. So we got her a dress. Um, I video called her, went to Ross. She got two dresses. It ended up being like a really nice, pretty, shimmery, formal blue dress and a purple dress and she said I would have never picked this out but when I put it on it was so pretty on me and I Mm -hmm. said that's how you should feel in your clothes you should never walk out of the house and not feel pretty like never Mm -hmm. so she put it on I didn't hear from her um after that service and then two months later I get a long text that says I revamped my closet she sent me a picture of herself she had on a blazer some jeans a nice blouse it was just beautiful she said, I revamped my closet. I got rid of all of my maternity clothes. She said, I go into the office. People are always complimenting me. They're asking me what happened to me. I feel like myself <laughs> and my husband is giving me more compliments. She said, this has really changed my life. And I know for a fact that when you wear what you need to wear and you feel how you need to feel, you can go out and you can just kill the world. Like you can go out oh, and yeah. just kill them. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. And that's powerful for the confidence factor, especially for women, because we already want to make sure we have everything perfection first. And then we, and, and that is not even on the radar perfection for the majority. Um, so in context to um, a rise in the virtual world right now, uh, th- so there's going to be an increase if not already. And for a lot of virtual entrepreneurs in general, there's a, a really good opportunity to wear yoga pants or no pants, uh, yes. <laughs> you know? And so we put on a, a, an amazing top or something at least doesn't look like it's 
uh, pajama pants, but we'll still wear the pajama pants. Talk about the the subtle mind shift behind that, um, not being, not actually showing up 100%. It's true. It's so funny because I just did a, um, a post about a COVID-19 capsule wardrobe. Um, so you can actually get dressed in the morning. Um, and I was saying on my, um, on my video, like, let's try to maintain how we were when we were out, when we were going to our jobs, when we were out going to the store, we were out on date night or whatever we were doing. Because in all actuality, when we put on a t-shirt with no bra in our, in our yoga pants or whatever we put on, we're just kind of like, oh, here's here's another Mm -hmm. Tuesday. Let me put on these clothes and see what I need to do today. Right. Mm -hmm. But you think about what you used to put on when you went to work and you put it on and you were like, okay, I'm going to go. I have this to do today. It it, it actually helps with productivity. Mm -hmm. When you put on something that makes you feel good, it makes you feel empowered. And you're not just putting on something just because it's another day. We don't, especially being in the house, you don't want to wake up every day feeling like it's just another day because your days and nights are going to run into each other. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh, and that's yeah. not what we want to do in this time. We want to utilize our time and make sure the time that we have been graced, the extra time that we have, mm-hmm. we use it, you know? And the best way to do that is to get up, put a little bit of lipstick on, put on some mascara, put on a cute top and some jeans. I, I'm not against yoga pants if they're cute. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? I'm not, against, I'm not against it at all. Put on something really cute that when you get on your Zoom call, you get on your, um, your you go on your live or you're talking to your boss, because a lot of people are talking to their bosses on um, Zoom and on um, video call, that you can articulate, you can get on there, you can feel like a boss, and you can be confident. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to say that, I want to reiterate that too. I am not against yoga pants. In fact, mm-hmm. truth be told, I've got some Capri ones on right now. But right? but that being said, I am done for the day. My makeup is done. Yes. My hair is yes. done. I'm not, you know, I will wear a bun, like a messy bun. Yeah, but at least it's structured. You know, it's yes. not just my hair is falling off on the side of my head and a ponytail that I didn't de- redo when I got up from bed or something. You know, I mean, yes. so there is a structure to it. Uh, but also giving yourself the opportunity to not just show up um, in the required uh, context of work necessity or where you're at, but also giving yourselves an opportunity to step out of your comfort zone, even inside of your comfort zone, because mm-hmm. in doing that you will make sure you're showing up a little bit differently because you yeah. aren't going to go on that live no. to the public looking like yeah. you just came out of bed, unless that is part of your brand. You know what I mean? Exactly. So there's, there's, there's caveats to it, guys. I don't want to knock it all, but I'm yeah. just saying in general. And what, what you are saying is that we have to still maintain some sense of relevance yes. in our productivity and using this time as an opportunity, not as a, uh, an ability to lay off of the gas yes. of where we're going. Yes. On. For so sure. I want to make sure people don't think I'm, I'm bashing yoga pants because I love yeah. them too. <laughs> it's okay. Yoga's good. Yes. Yoga pants are good. So is yoga, but <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so talk to me about a little bit about how you, um, recommend in your e-guide because you're going, there's going to be an e-guide in the show notes guys for an ambitious woman e-guide. And I want you to talk to me a little bit about how you pulled these essential items that you feel should be in everyone's closet. Of course. Um, when I create my essential items list, I put things that were basic, but you can, um, go to the store and see, I explained this. There are basic items like a button down t-shirt, right? Button Mm -hmm. down basic right? 
but you, you can go to the store and get them in different colors and different fabrics. That's what, mm-hmm. I, that's what, I'm, that's mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say. So everything that I have on the essential, um, the essential items checklist are for women who need to show up a certain way. Mm-hmm. This is not for the woman who needs to stay at home and don't, doesn't really need to do anything. This is for the woman who needs to go out. She's going to networking events. Um, she's on Zoom calls. She's going to, um, you know, meetings and coaching and, you know, so the items that I put on there are items that you can have in your closet. And you, if you purchase these items from wherever you want to purchase them from, you will always be on point and you will always look good because you have your t-shirts in there, you know, your t-shirts, you have your jeans in there, your loafers, you know, so these are things that you can put on, you can throw on and you won't have to think about what you're going to put on. Because you have mm-hmm. everything in there. Like, oh my gosh, I have a networking event and it's going to be in an hour. What I need to put on. The clothes are already there. You don't have to mm. really think about it. Or I have a speaking engagement. I put on there a nice dress. A nice dress is already in your closet, you know? So that's how I created my um, essential guide. I wanted it to be something that every woman could attain. You know, like I didn't want to put things on there that women were like, well, what is this? I want them to be mm-hmm. able to look at the list and know where to purchase these items. Mm-hmm. What is the number one item? If you say that you can only pick one item, absolutely only one, what would it be? It is a blazer. Oh, I love blazers too. Yes, <laughs> it is a blazer, honey. Yes. Versatility and yes. statement. Yes, I, I, I wear a blazer and girl, I may not even know what I'm going to do that day, but everybody else around me thinks I'm going to do something. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's all you, you know need. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Where do you find your favorite blazers? Do you just stumble across them or do you have a spe- specific outlet that you go to? No, girl, I got, I have blazers from everywhere. I have blazers from uh, Rainbow. I have blazers from Macy's. I have blazers from Ross and Marshall's and they're all under $30. So I don't spend more than, more than that on any, pretty much anything. But um, yeah, they I I see it, and if it's on sale for sure, I'm gonna buy it. Mm-hmm. I love blazers. I'm in different colors and styles. I just love them. Yeah, you can do so much with a blazer. You throw it with yeah. a pair of jeans and some really cute strappy shoes, or you could put it with yeah. some slacks. And yeah, yes. oh yeah, yeah. That's probably a very versatile tool right there to uh-huh. have in your closet. Uh huh. And and so, how do you define success as an entrepreneur? I define success as an entrepreneur as doing something that you love. I believe the successful people who are entrepreneurs are the ones who are actually doing what they love. Yes, monetizing off of it. I'm not saying don't mm-hmm. monetize off of what you're doing. I want to get that out of the way. Like, I'm not oh, saying yeah. don't monetize off of what, you, um, what you're doing. Um, and, but when you love it, it's different. Like, getting money to do something that you love, it hits different. Like, you serve differently. You help people differently. Because... You're not just doing it for the money. I'm actually doing this to help you. I'm actually doing this to, you know, to bring you confidence. I'm actually doing this to see a lifestyle change in you. You know, I think the successful entrepreneurs are the ones that love what they do. Like when you've mastered that, you, you're golden. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely true. And, and that's funny because so many people out early on uh, think that success is measured by some sort of financial metric. but if you love what you do, the financial side of it will show up. You'll figure it, it out. Will. It will. Get it. So how has the entrepreneurial journey changed you? The entrepreneurial journey has changed me in a sense 
that one is discipline. Before I left my job in HR, I knew that I was going to have time that I've never had before to work on my business, right? So when I was working on my business, while I was working in HR, I would get off. I work my, you know, 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. I would get off. And from 7.30 to 11 every night, I work my business, right? And what is that? 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, around four hours. I knew that I was going to have a whole day that I never had to work. So I told myself, Maria, you need to really learn how to discipline. And um, really, um, I use time blocking mm-hmm. as a way for me to get things yep. done. Yeah. So, um, and so I made sure, when, even though I was working in HR, I only had a few hours, I pulled that to when I had my full day. So I time blocked and I did not waste my time, you know? Mm. So it's really helped me um, with discipline as far as my time and right. discipline as far as how I spend my time and who takes up my time. Like I, people don't, people know this about me. You can't take my time. We're not going to go eat lunch and just gossip. We're just not going to do that. You're not going to call me for the next hour and a half and talk about whatever you want to talk about. We just, I just, I don't have the time for it. You see what I'm saying? So set boundaries. Yes. <laughs> so as an entrepreneur, it just really helped me discipline myself and discipline my time a lot. Mm-hmm. And also in that regard, you trained the people around you. Yes. Of how you're going to show up. So you, you have expectations, unspoken expectations of how that's going to be. Yes. Yeah. Very good. Boundaries and discipline are, that's huge. You know, yes. take, take note of that because it's definitely relevant for everyone to have discipline and boundaries. Because again, well, and, and in the time frame that we're in recording this actual podcast episode, you know, we have the freedom. We have this strange new freedom of yes. time. Even if mm. we are still, um, you know, remotely working, we have this weird context of time that we've been given that some of us don't know what to do. We're just like, oh, okay. So then everything goes out the door. And then all of a sudden you don't feel productive. You don't feel like you showed up for the day. You don't, you're not wearing your best clothes. You're not being front and center. You're not driving your day forward. You're just existing in it. You know? So those are really good, um, really good opportunities for people to make sure that they stay completely, completely aware of. Yes. Aware. Yes. And keep it front and center. We're not going to always be perfect, though. But of we course. strive. We of strive. For it. Yes. And the awareness will get us there. Just like, yes. just like with what we, what we wear. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Maria, this has been so fun. How can the audience connect with you? Yes, um, I am so excited. I just redid my website. That is a long story, girl. We have to talk about it later. But um, I just redid my website. So they can reach me at www.devacatour.com. They can reach me on Facebook at Devacatour and Instagram, which I, re- I rebranded my Instagram um, on the, at Devacatour as well. So that's how they can reach me. Awesome. And you, you will have a link for your Ambitious Woman yes. guide. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. We'll have that in the show notes for you guys for sure. But at least at the very least, you know, wake up, stay sexy, show up. Yes, girl. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on the show today, Maria. I really am so grateful to be connected with you. And I just love the energy that you bring into the room. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it.
Guys, make sure you check the show notes and get back with Maria and see what kind of style you're showing up in and how you're showing up. Now, always, if you have any questions, post them. If you love this episode, be free to share with your friends and your family and make sure that you let us know in a review what you thought of today's topic. As always, keep moving forward. Thanks for listening to the Fem Nation podcast. Be sure to check out our show notes for more details from the episode. If you love the show, share it with a friend or drop me a note. I'd love to hear from you over at whitedovegannon.com or find me on social media. Until next time, keep moving forward. 